Hey everyone, welcome back to Sprouting Minds. This week, we welcome the Habit Masters. I talk with Jeff and Sheldon about the power of self-identity and creating habit-making less daunting. I don't know about you guys, but for me, starting new habits is extremely hard and I wind up not sticking with it, so we talk about those things. And spoiler alert, at the very end, the thing that they recommend, aka the Habit Tracker, works. I hope you guys get a lot out of this episode and enjoy it. What's up? Hello, how are you? Doing great. Sorry, I have my screens mixed up here. That's okay. Three on the other side, so I'm looking at the wall. (laughs) That's all right. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm excited to talk to you guys. I was just, my dog is sitting next to me and I was like, here are the habits I'd like you to stop doing and here are the habits that I'd like (laughs) to stop doing. So... That's what I was doing before you came on. He's like, here's what I don't want to do anymore. (laughs) As he starts chasing his tail, because this is the most opportune time to do that, I suppose. (laughs) Exactly. What's your dog's name? Milo. 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 That's a good dog name. I like that. (laughs) Pretty generic, I feel like. Yeah, there's probably some other dogs named Milo. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I did name him seven years ago, so I feel like the next dog that I have, I'm going to take time to really think about the name and come up with something a little bit more creative. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, well, next time. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. With dogs, you probably get some chances. Sheldon jumping in. He's jumping in. Nice. So tell, yeah, well, we'll wait for Sheldon a second. <laughs> Hello. Good morning. How are you? Good, good to meet you. Sorry, I'm just like sipping my... <laughs> That's okay. I was just telling Jeff that my dog decided to chase his tail right now because why lay down and be quiet? <laughs> You're in New York, right? Yeah, yeah. How about you guys? Uh, we're both in Utah. Oh, nice. Nice. A little distant, but not too, not too far. <laughs> yeah. Are you guys skiers and snowboarders? I don't go enough. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to. I don't go very often, I'll be honest. Yeah. yeah yes. That's fair. That's fair. Mostly skiing. My, I've been teaching my boys. I have two boys that are old enough to start skiing now. So we've been learning over the last couple of years how to ski. So that's fun. Ooh, I'm visiting my brother in Colorado next uh, month and I'm going to go snowboarding for the first time. So. Okay. Little, little nervous, a little excited. We'll we'll see how it goes. <laughs> First time you never been skiing either. Never been skiing. Never been skiing. Never been snowboarding. Nothing. What part My, of Colorado is he in? Denver. Denver. Okay. Yeah. I think uh, snowboarding is easier to pick up for someone who's new. Yeah, that's what both. I do. Yeah, but at the same time, like, just accept that you're gonna be on your butt a lot and gonna be a little sore. That's that's exactly what my brother he said. He said, you're going to have a great time, but you're going to be sore for a few days. And I was like, well, I bump into everything anyway, so I'm used to being sore. Someone should you're make, like, it's almost like cycling pants, like snowboarding pants for, like, the first time. Like, you know, They like have padded. them. Oh, really? Well, they don't have pants, I should say. I saw it on social media. They have, like, a cushion that you put behind you, and you attach it in the front so that when you fall backwards, your butt is safe. And I was like, ooh. That's a good idea. My brother was like, you can't go snowboarding with that. I was like, okay. He's like, I don't want to be seen with you wearing that. It's a shame. Yeah. Well, I'm so excited to talk to you guys, the Habit Masters. Tell me me a little bit about yourselves. I I read your website, so I, I know about you guys, but my listeners might not. Yeah. In a nutshell. Get away, Sheldon. Yeah, yeah. What what, what do you know about us? Jeff and I have been working on different entrepreneurial stuff for what going like a decade and a half now. Oh, it's dating us, Jeff. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and to varying success. You know, we've had some some good success in some stuff. Um, We'd always get together and we'd, okay, let's work. And then we'd, we'd like, oh, I just read this latest thing about this book. We're both avid readers, kind of like, you know. Used to be, I we call it self help junkies, right? <laughs> and just, and this idea, and we like, okay, 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 we got to get back to work. And we inevitably start talking about something, and it finally dawned on us like this is what we love, right? Talking about ideas, growth, and so 
we've like this is a passion project that we've been working on for a couple of years now, just sharing good ideas and in particular about growth mindset and habits and how to achieve your dreams because everybody's got a dream, right? Everybody's got something they want to accomplish, somewhere they want to go. But uh, sadly, like a lot of us, you know, that's been on the shelf for you know sometimes decades, right? So we're here to help people get off the couch and. And find some success and 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 moving even small simple steps to moving toward their dreams. So that's kind of what the in a nutshell what we're here to do. Awesome, that's that's so cool. And I think obviously it's so important for people to create good habits, try and eliminate some bad habits. And it can be so so daunting thinking about getting into habits that you want to start doing because, as you said, like taking it into small steps is the way to go. But I feel like when we start talking about habits, it's like, we got to jump in and do it all. And like, that's impossible, at least for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there's so least... many... Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. There's so many good resources out there. You know, it's like Tiny Habits, Eat the Frog, Atomic Habits. And the more you dig into it, the more we start to realize, like, they all, they have their individual takes, but they all rhyme. You know what I mean? Right. And there's certain aspects that are core about all of them. And one of them is like what you said. It's like you have to identify, uh, you can't eat the whole elephant at once. You know what I mean? You have to identify the little daily things you can do repeatedly until it becomes part of, you know, your identity, your habit. You know, people can do something for years, but unless they identify with it, it becomes part of who they are. It'll never really stick. Hmm. Yeah. And so how did you guys get into the idea of like were there habits that you wanted to eliminate or wanted to start and that's kind of the stepping stone for how you guys started becoming the habit masters yeah so i would say really habit masters was born out of the idea that like what sheldon was saying everybody's trying to they have these like dreams that there's they've shelved because they they have this like limiting belief or fear or something that's stopping them from taking steps towards their bigger dream. And we've found that being able to build good habits around your goals and dreams is such a key element, right? And so it's like, I think what makes us a little bit different in the habit realm is that specifically, that we're focused, like the tools we, we, we share will work for any habit building you want to do. But more specifically, we want to help people live their best life. Like, what is it that you really want to do? And start building that in, in little doses in your life. But like you said, for us, it started several years ago. We were, we're like, hey, you know, we love talking about this stuff. We love putting ideas to work. Like, we're people who, once an idea comes, we don't just be like, oh, cool, that sounds like a good idea. We're like, let's try it out, right? Like, let's test this thing. So we became kind of idea testers, I would say. And we started to put a lot of things into action. And we, the first version of our podcast was actually called Idea Gym, which is like, and that's where our logo comes from, actually, with like the little light bulb and the, and the uh, what is that even called? The weight? Like, <laughs> yeah, the barbell. Dumbbell. barbell. Yeah, dumbbell, barbell, barbell. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, that's where that, that logo actually comes from. And it really kind of just, and we, we really wanted to go deeper into just that habit realm because that's such a key component of everybody being able to live their dream and, and like you said, eliminating bad habits really, like I feel like the add-on principle is the key to eliminating bad habits. It's like when you, bar when you build in a lot of good habits, there's no more room for bad habits. It's like, so instead of trying to be like, I don't want to do this anymore because then you, you're just thinking about it a lot and it really ends up your willpower kind of wanes and eventually you kind of give back in to this bad habit. But with, when you start building in a lot of positive habits and you establish like a new identity with who you want to be and where you're going, uh, suddenly those bad habits become, they kind of go, they fade into the background and they become less and less enticing because you're filling your day and your time with so many better things and things you really want. Um, I don't remember who I heard, first heard that from, but the add-on principle is a key element in, in eliminating bad habits is starting to fill your day with just a bunch of good habits, as many as you can do, right? Yeah, well, it, that makes, and it makes complete sense, obviously, that if the more good you have, the less room you have for something that's daunting or, you know, scary or something that's taking up time that you don't want it to. And it's interesting, especially now it's New Year's, right? Mm -hmm. And people are coming up with resolutions, which I never do because I never kept them. <laughs> but 
This year I was like, okay, well, what are some things that I want to start doing that aren't necessarily resolutions, but like drinking more water, finding time to read a book, which I used to do and now I feel like I never, ever read. And so it's like little things that I want to incorporate into my day that take away the things that I don't want to be doing. So I don't want to watch as much TV. Well, instead of watching more TV, my reading can take place of that. And so it's it's a nice concept that you're saying that the more good we have, the less space we have for the things that aren't as healthy for our bodies to take in. Sometimes I have conversations with people and they're like, what's your goal? Well, I want to eliminate this. And to a certain extent, like that's that works, right? I mean, we all have things we want to get rid of, but it's never usually uh, one of the, the theories in psychology is... Um, Approach versus avoid, meaning uh, in terms of motivation, right? We either are trying to avoid something, like avoid pain, avoid, or we're trying to approach something we want to have, something, you know, a big goal. And avoid can be very painful in the moment, right? Very motivating in the moment. But once the pain fades away, the motivation tends to fade away as well. And that's why we talk about a lot. It's like, this, that's good, right? But it's kind of like, you know, talking to a, a pilot and being like, I don't want to fly west, right? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> okay, but that's not a destination, right? That's not really a, a, an end goal, right? <laughs> and so uh, if you're approaching something is more lasting, right? It's more, uh, like you said, it's, 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 we talk about this metaphor of a garden a lot, right? It's, it's not just weeding out the things you want to get rid of, because something's going to grow, right? And so you have to spend your focus, your energy, you know, watering and giving light to the things you want to grow. Yeah. So it's 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 both identifying the things to get rid of, but you also have to fill it with, you know, the goals, the, the objective. Like it has to be, you have to be approaching the, the newer, bigger identity that you want. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like that garden metaphor because as you said the weeds are going to grow no matter what but it's it's what can we put into the garden that's going to take up more space that's good and like because in life things are going to come up habits that aren't great are going to just seep in and if the more you fill your life with good habits there's not as much room for little bad weeds to grow and that's that's really clever <laughs> i like that yeah. one. Oh, uh, we well, can Jeff, yeah. talk a little we, more about the garden metaphor. We love the garden, the garden metaphor. metaphor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've become obsessed with the garden metaphor because it just holds a lot of truth in like any aspect of life. But like you said, right, it's, it's, there's less room for the weeds to grow, and then it makes maintaining the weeds or managing the weeds easier. Um, and it's, it's, it's not different in life, honestly. It's like the more you fill your life with good pursuits, good goals, uh, things you want to accomplish, who you want to be, and I know in a, in the email you sent to Rochelle, you're like, hey, I really like this topic of uh, power and adaptability of identity. And I think this this fits really nicely with that. Um, but before that, I actually had a comment that I wanted to make about, because you were saying like, hey, I was like, because when we focus on the things we want to avoid, right, we, there's a, there's a noble quote we like, it's like, where attention goes, energy flows, right? And if we're focused on something, regardless of whether we want it or not, we tend to gravitate towards that thing yeah. and we can't, and it like consumes our mind and we can't think of anything else. It's like, Oh no, like this is the thing. And there's a Mario Andretti, right? The race car driver quote. And they're like, Hey, so what does it take to be a race car driver? And he's like, don't look at the wall. That was his only quote, right? Like, don't look at the wall. And, uh, I think that when we're tempting to avoid things or get rid of bad habits, we're looking at the wall and then wondering why we're struggling so much to get over this thing. Uh, when really we need to set our, our sights and our vision on where we're going and less about where we've been. And and then suddenly where we've been becomes bright because our, 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 our current present becomes bright, our future becomes bright, which and then makes our past bright. And it's easy to kind of get caught up in all the stuff we've done wrong or all the mistakes we've made or all the bad habits we have. And that consumes our whole mind and we can't really see past the weeds. And she's like, I can't even see the garden. Like, how am I going to plant anything here? <laughs> right. right. So, um, yeah. Anyway, that's kind of a maybe a little bit of a tangent off of what we were talking about. But <laughs> but I, I, I'm thinking about it in a mental health aspect, too. And it's 
so true that, you know, instead of focusing on like, for example, one of my bad habits when I'm anxious or something is I pick up my cuticles. And so I'm mm-hmm. constantly thinking about my cuticles. And so in turn, I'm constantly picking at them because <laughs> it's all freaking thinking about. <laughs> or as opposed to that, if I thought about something else that could occupy that space, I'm thinking yeah. less about picking at them because it's not as on my mind. But as you said, like we focus on the things that we want to stop doing. And then all we think about are those things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, makes complete sense <laughs> yeah well and then we beat ourselves up that we can't change right we're like oh, why can't i get over this, this is it's like you know you tell someone hey don't think about a white elephant it's like okay they're suddenly thinking that's about all. a white elephant right <laughs> that's all they can think about yeah Sorry, so true. no so it's true you go back to like your garden your life your mind is like a garden right like it literally is there's no patch of soil on earth that's getting sunlight and water that isn't growing something you know what I mean? And frankly, our minds, our, our, our lives are like that, right? And I think most people, it's like life happens, right? It's not fair. Some people have had, had you know, childhood trauma or genetics or whatever, boulders and weeds and thistles and stuff, garbage thrown on their lot. And it's not fair, right? But every single one of us have a choice, whatever it looks like now, to do something about it, right? And it's like, Something's going to grow, right? So we all have to weed. We have to play defense and like these things we want to get rid of. Like that's part of life, right? It's like <laughs> no one's ever 100% barreling toward their dreams. Like weeding is part of life. You'll never not have to weed, I guess is what I'm saying, yeah. right? <laughs> that being said, if all you Maybe do you can hire weed, a gardener. I don't know. <laughs> if all you do is weed, you'll never grow the fruits, the vegetables that you want, right? And so... I, this this metaphor works really well because you can like dig into it because let's be honest like a lot of us for a lot of things that probably the best course is to like find a specialist who knows how to help with this particular weed that's been like cutting my hands and hurting me for so long or you know someone who can help excavate the the boulders out <laughs> thrown in there right and and that's great and i think that's especially mental health like that's important and at the same time you have to focus on what you want to grow you have to focus on like the vegetables and the fruits and the trees that you want to grow and as you do that there's a certain natural it will crowd you know what i mean it's like a a thriving garden has less weeds simply because like the fruits and vegetables and, and trees are getting all the sunlight and all the energy and it's just harder for the weeds to grow yeah and yeah. and as you said jeff about like hiring a gardener the gardener is a therapist and they're sure. coming in every now and then to help, <laughs> but you're yep. in charge of the garden and yep. making sure that it's thriving. Oh my gosh, I love this metaphor. Do you guys have this on like a shirt or something? <laughs> if not, you should. <laughs> the truth is we are, we're writing a book uh, called Problems You Want, and it's the garden metaphor is kind of at the, the core, key, core concept of it, right? It's like... um Anyway, so there's, yes, we, we don't have a shirt yet. <laughs> it's in the works. But it will but come. Yeah. Yes. It's Life awesome. is a garden, I'm excited right? for that book. <laughs> awesome. And then, okay, so switching gears to the power of identity. Tell me yes. about it. Because I was like, selfishly, this is interesting to me. And so it'll be interesting to my listeners whether they want to or not. <laughs> yeah. Well, tell us a little bit. So what, as we go into that, what... Who is your audience? What are you trying to do? What's the purpose of this podcast? I mean, I was looking at it and listening to a couple of episodes and it's very, I like the conversational aspect of it. That's kind of how we try to do our podcast. It's just kind of more, you know, let's, let's chat about this. Let's talk, you know, yeah. talk, talk this through, but tell us in your, in your mind, what's the, what's the end goal of your podcast? What are you trying to accomplish? Ooh, I mean, for me, I just want to be able to have these conversations with people that I never would have talked to before just because I was in my own bubble and didn't even think about the possibility of connecting with people beyond the community community that I live in right here. Mm -hmm. And so for me, a big thing is I get to chat with people and I get to bring awareness to all different kinds of topics, whether it's disabilities, mental health, creating better habits, living better. And so for me, it's about connecting through storytelling, living your life to the fullest, and just realizing that 
you're not alone in any of the situations that you're living in. Because I think a lot of people feel isolated. But if you take a minute to like look around, everyone, mm-hmm. you're connecting with someone somewhere on some level. Yeah. So that's kind of the goal. And then, I mean, my audience ranges between like 18 year olds to like 65 year olds. So I will <laughs> just preface that my dad is 65. So he might be the only 65 year old listener. But <laughs> I we mean, know how that goes. <laughs> the demographic. <laughs> So it's kind of cool that like I'm connecting with people of all different ages. Like yesterday I interviewed an 18 year old. And so it's really cool to be able to talk to so many different people about so many different things. That is awesome. That's beautiful. I love the vision. So great. So actually that really dovetails nicely into if that's even a term people use anymore. Dovetails? I don't know. <laughs> but We do now. Um, <laughs> kind of dating myself now. here. So that's all right though. Um, I embrace it fully. <laughs> Good. So, uh, yeah, I think that dovetails nicely because you, you talked about the, how this podcast has allowed you to see different worlds, to connect with different people you didn't ever expect to. And I think that's a, that's a big part of identity where we tend to think that our identity is fixed. Right? It's like, this is who I am. These are, you know, these are my faults. These are my strengths. These are my weaknesses. We, we tend to put ourselves in this, this box that says, this is who I am, and it's, it's difficult to change. But the power of identity really is in the fact that as human beings, right, you, you have a dog, right? <laughs> so this is a great example, actually, is your dog can't be anything other than a dog, right? He's going to be, or she, is a he, she? He. <laughs> he. Yeah, so he, I mean, yeah, you might be able to teach him some tricks, you know, to get, train him up on the certain things, but he's never going to not do dog things, right? <laughs> he's like... Yeah. His his destiny is puppy to dog. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, we're humans. Yes, we are always human. But we have the power to to become a painter, to become a writer, to become a podcaster, to to live certain dreams, to be a creator of other things. No other animal on the planet besides what they have been designed to do, right? A sapling becomes a tree, you know. Uh, <laughs> and I think identity as as a human being is something, it's what we're most committed to. Right? It's like, your identity is what you're most committed to. And so almost overnight, you can transform who you're becoming by the direction of your vision, the openness of your mind to new ideas, to new possibilities. And it's hard. I know lots of people do grow up in areas where they're like, well, these are my only options. Right? It's like, I have these 10 options of what I can do for a job, what I can do, you know, how smart I can be. And that's just not true. Right. And, and so if we can even give people just the slightest bit of understanding of, oh, there might be more, there might be more opportunity for me if I really want it, if I can pursue it. Because everybody, if you're a human being, you have the power to change your life. And it really comes down to taking ownership of your whole garden, whatever that garden looks like right now, right? Whether there's boulders in there, whether there's weeds in there, thorns, you can't see anything through the weeds, right? It's like, <laughs> If you sit there and say, okay, like I'm the victim here, then it, it really, you have, you're powerless, right? You're until the moment you say, okay, what if I just pulled a weed? What if I just planted a new seed? Uh, what if I just asked a neighbor what kind of seeds they're planting, right? Like, and I started to look and we have so much opportunity for that right now. YouTube, there's just endless free content from people in every walk of life, every expertise, specialists in every area you can imagine. I don't know that Sheldon and I would qualify as specialists, but we are, we're definitely in the realm of helping people uh, become their own habit master, right? It's like, how can we, we can give you tools that have helped us that hopefully give you the foundation of building good habits and creating a new identity that's taking you to somewhere better than you imagined you could be. And yeah. tell us, I mean, from your standpoint, it's Andy, right? Yeah, yeah. Andy? <laughs> I was like, I want to make sure I didn't use the wrong name, but uh, <laughs> Andy and Milo, right? It's like, from your standpoint, it was probably kind of scary to start the podcast. Am I wrong or what do you oh think? Oh my gosh. I mean, the idea that I was a teacher and I was th- reflecting on this maybe because I knew we were having this chat today. The past like few days, I've been reflecting on my journey becoming a podcaster. And I used to be a teacher and I would make like the, what I considered rinky dinky eye movies for the school of like, 
for Thanksgiving, I made a little video and everyone would be like, oh my gosh, these are great. And I was like, I mean, I just put clips in. And then <laughs> the other day I was reflecting as I was editing an episode and editing the video. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're using professional software to edit these things that you knew nothing about. Like it was just a, an idea and you planted the seed and you had to teach yourself all these things. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, oh, it was so scary. And I mean, it's still scary. I just started a YouTube page. And like, that's scary because it used to just be audio. So no one saw me. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh, now they're going to see who you are. <laughs> and it's still, I mean, every day is a little scary because it's just I'm giving more and more of me. But yeah, I just I didn't think that it was possible until... Mm -hmm. I started reflecting on it and thinking about where I came from. Yeah. So, you, okay, Jeff's touched on it. You said the planting the seed, right? We often talk about identity as being the seed, right? And so I, I would define identity as what you say and believe about yourself. And that could change relatively quickly, right? Sometimes it's forced upon us, life happens, you know, let's say medical, something happens and all of a sudden our identity can change like instantly. And usually it doesn't though. But like Jeff was saying, whatever you're most committed to, that can become your identity, right? And, and so because your identity, you know, who you think you are informs what you do. I often ask this question. It's like, okay, do you decide you're a runner? And therefore go running or do you, you know, do you have to go run for three months straight and then, and then you're a runner, right? Oh, well, it's both kind of, right? It's like you can, yeah, the be and the do have to be connected because the, the being is like planting the seed, but then the doing is watering it and it growing it till it's like, you know what I mean? <laughs> a lot of us plant the seed, but then something happens in like the next day, you know, it's like... So, gets in the way and our you know, that little seed of identity is gone because it doesn't take much to destroy you know this teeny little plant that's like <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but when your identity you planted it and you know it's been growing for years right. i mean that's hard to get rid of that identity right yeah it's, you, you, you've watered it you've grown it it's now a big tree it would take a lot to change that identity yeah. But you yeah. can, even if you wanted to you know what i mean there are a lot of people that have these negative identities that are pretty fixed but it doesn't matter what it is if you if you quit watering it, quit giving it sunlight, start hacking at the yeah. at the branches and the roots of it. Like you can change even even huge negative mindsets and identities. Yeah, and it's interesting because I just realized like when people ask what I do, I say I have a podcast and I explain what it is. But I've never said that I'm a podcaster. Like I've never labeled myself as that, but that is. <laughs> what I am and it's I I've just real I was like oh but like nobody ever asked and I always start off with like oh I'm a teacher turned podcaster but that's only like when I'm explaining because I want to justify like what I'm doing and that I had a past and I switched yeah. but yeah I've never said oh I'm a podcaster like plain and simple which is interesting to me <laughs> Yeah, no, and it's funny because it's it's one of those things where we all have to get to that point where we we and that's really where we fully embrace this new identity is when we ourselves can say I'm this, right? I I am a writer. I am a runner. I am a podcaster. I am a musician. Like whatever whatever that looks like. And the sooner we can say that, and I think that's where the power of these habits comes in is because you start to see, oh, like there's because up until that point, right, you haven't been. And so you kind of feel like an imposter or a fraud or right? you're like, okay, I'm trying this thing, but I don't want to, I don't want to say I'm this yet in case somebody calls me out on it. Right? <laughs> but the, the truth is no one's calling you out on it except yourself, right? It's like, yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. the only one holding you back. You're the only one that's kind of putting that block up and saying, uh, am I this? Like, so what we, what we would say is, that's why it's so important to start building in these little habits. It's like daily habits, like am I? So if you're spending time interviewing almost daily, it's like, okay, that's proof to yourself that you are now this thing. It's like, okay. And we call it watering the seed every day, right? How do you nurture this seed 
there's all these other parts of the world. If you're talking about a seed, like there's the soil, there's the sun, there's the air that are all giving this seed life. And that's kind of external forces. But then there's your part of it, which is, am I watering my seed every day? Am I giving time and effort and energy to this, to nurture this new identity of mine? And if that's the case, that's proof to myself that I am fully committed and that I can call myself this thing, right? So well, long before you run the marathon, you've committed to run the marathon, right? Commitment actually comes before you start to take the daily action. Right. Like maybe call commitment the planting of the seed. It's like, okay, I've planted this seed in the earth, right? And now I've got to follow through and nurture it up. And uh, I'm going to start running so many times a week and I'm going to track my progress. And I'm going to say, you know, people, it, people do it with every other goal in their life, but they fail to see how that applies with their bigger dreams or visions of, you know, long-term, what kind of person do I want to be? Like, who am I becoming in all of this? And they have so much power. And, and like we're saying, identity is adaptable. It really is something you choose more than something you're given. And whatever you have been given or inherited or have taken over through your life, uh, you can take that and say, okay, I'm going to claim full ownership. Now, it may not be my fault, right? Like maybe I didn't put the rocks there. Maybe I didn't plant the, you know, the, the childhood traumas in my life, but they're there and I can let use them and I can, I can turn them into something that empowers me and builds me up versus the opposite, right? And that's something you'd want to talk to a therapist about. I'm not that, but <laughs> having seen so many uh, uh, people moving towards their dreams, these are things that hold them back because they feel like the victim. But the moment you take ownership is the moment you're empowered to then be the one choosing and changing that future. So pretty, pretty powerful. Yeah. I, and I was talking to my brother, I don't know, a few months ago, and I said something and he said, you have to stop playing the victim card. And I was like, excuse me? Tough love. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I love him. Um, and we talked about it and he was like, yeah, if you play the victim card, you're making that the whole thing. Like, mm -hmm. reframe the mindset of, okay, this happened, right? Like, mm -hmm. we can acknowledge that bad things happen and we can acknowledge that maybe you're born into a community that doesn't have as many resources. Mm -hmm. And you can accept that and you can take that in. And then what can you do instead? Like, what can you turn around and mm -hmm. say, okay, yes, this was what I was born into. And for me, like I was a teacher. I knew nothing about this realm of podcasting except that I wanted to try it. Mm -hmm. And I had to tap into resources that I didn't know I could and didn't know that I had the ability to find. And now I'm here. And so for those like living in communities that don't have as many resources, it's got to be tough. It's got to be hard. But there's got to be something that you might not realize is available to you mm -hmm. that's going to change everything. And so creating these new habits and thinking about the power of identity is just all also mental health work that, you know, <laughs> as you're saying, you're not a specialist in therapy, but you're a specialist mm -hmm. in creating good habits and understanding the identity of yourselves. So like, when you have your garden, you get different gardeners. <laughs> you get different yeah. gardeners that specialize in different things. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, and part of that is I think people think that it has to be a challenge to find the gardeners. But like we said, YouTube, right? Like we, we are living in an amazing time, right? Everybody's got a smartphone. Everybody has the internet. Well, I shouldn't say everybody. The vast majority, in, if you're living in the U.S., have those things, right? You have the internet. You've got smartphones. You have access one way or another to YouTube and there's, it's an invaluable resource. Yeah. There's a whole lot of crap on there too. Right. Of course. <laughs> it's in, I mean, like where there are good things, there will also be bad things. Right. Um, or, or waste of time things, but, uh, distractions. But I think the power is out there and it's, it's like you said, once you had a decision of like, Hey, maybe I should test this podcasting realm and you didn't know enough about it. So you start looking and it always seems harder before you know what actually it takes. And, and now there's nothing easier than running a podcast these days because you're just like, oh, I can, you know, you pay a little bit a month and it, they disperse it to all the different channels and you're just uploading video or <laughs> editing a little bit of content and sending it out there. But pretty fun. Yeah. yeah. We and know I it's a lot more work than that, Andy. We know, <laughs> we know you're working yeah, hard on that this. That's simple. <laughs> <laughs> but it could be a lot harder. And once you learn yeah. what you're doing, 
it becomes a great habit of this just needs to get done. But even in that regard, like reflecting when I edit now, I've started approaching it differently than I used to. I used to find it very daunting and time consuming to edit. And I hated listening to my own voice over and over and over again. And now it's kind of like I start editing and sometimes I'm editing like in a coffee shop and I'm laughing and I'm smiling and I'm like, oh my gosh, you're enjoying this so much re-listening to episodes. And I've started because I started the YouTube channel and putting out episodes that I haven't listened to in months or from last year. And to hear the difference in where I am from where I started is so cool and like you don't always get that opportunity (laughs) yeah no you're exactly right right and uh one of the tools that we use as part of our one of the tools that we share and teach as part of our course and part of our podcast is measuring the gain right and we learned this from a psychologist friend of ours his name is ben hardy he's awesome but um it's measuring the gain and he he learned it from dan sullivan who's like one of the best the most well-known executive coaches in the world but um Anyway, it's 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 about that. What you just said is seeing how far you've come. Because it, it's so easy to, and we do this all the time, Sheldon and I, where we'll be like, man, I just don't know we're making the progress that we thought we would and this type of thing, right? And it's easy to get down on yourself. But when, like you just said, Andy, when you look back and you compare against where you've been, suddenly you're like, oh, wow, we've actually, like, our podcasts are getting really good and powerful and I like listening to them. Right? <laughs> yeah. And I'm I'm curious because you both have children, right? Yeah. I'm curious how you guys try to approach the power of identity and good habit making with your children because they're pretty young, I believe. Well, they were young at some point, so if they're not young now, they were <laughs> young before. I'm curious how you guys approach that. Ah, oh, this is great. So, just a little background: I have uh, six kids. <laughs> you have six kids even, which even by i joke around even by utah standards like that's a big family <laughs> wow good for you <laughs> uh my oldest is is just turned 14 a few months ago or i guess actually it's been a while now <laughs> time flies and my youngest is like six months so runs the gamut <laughs> uh teaching children i have a lot of ideas on this jeff do you want to go first or just do you want me to dive into it go for it <laughs> I love it. Uh, Share away, man. I, I mean, this kind of goes down to identity. As you're, this is like, I'm, this probably won't be new to anybody. It's like, uh, you know, the behavior separating. Like, a be, we tend to. Uh, I'm getting <laughs> too, I'm too quick to be like, don't do this, stop that. You know, right? And it's you have to separate uh, a behavior versus identity. I mean, nothing's more destructive to a child's identity than a parent who would be like, you're stupid, you're dumb. You know what I mean? Like, And you're giving that child a label for themselves that they believe is like they are this negative thing. I doubt anybody who's listening to your podcast is in that realm. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. people who are listening to you are wanting to be better. You know, I once, <laughs> someone once told me, it's like only good people worry if they're being good enough. You know, like kind enough, growing enough. You know what I mean? Like being a better person. Only good people worry about if they're doing enough to to grow and help other people, right? Yeah. So this probably doesn't apply to most people. But I think there are things we can do to help our children, uh, like identify, create good identities to, uh, one example, right? It's like they come home from school and... They got good grades, right? And rather than focusing on, you know, the grade itself, if you want to grow their identity, you praise, you know, it's like, I know that you worked hard on this, right? And and there's things you can, I think you can switch just subtly from like the behavior to the identity, you know, instead of like what you did, it's like who you are. It's like the being versus doing, right? So I think that's in big part how it relates to children. Is focused on growing, you know, it's behavior is important, right? But who, what they believe and think about themselves in large part determines behavior. Yeah. I'm getting long winded now. Jeff. 
No, that's great. Um, I think it really does come down to that is, is helping them. I think separating uh, what you do from, from who you are is, I mean, a lot of those things are tied together, but it's, it's letting them know just because you've made a mistake or just because you did this or someone said you were this doesn't actually mean that's true, right? Doesn't mean, and it doesn't have to be true forever. Um, we tend to put it, like I was saying, you know, we put ourselves in this little box of identity of like, this is who I am. And who knows what trauma we had in the past that someone said we weren't good at X. And we're like, oh, I'm, I just always do. Or we, I, I think I hear a lot of people say like, oh, I always do this, right? I'm talking about themselves negatively. It's like, oh, I always do this or I can't do this. And um, when we tend to give ourselves like, uh, what's the word? Like <laughs> not an ultimatum, but essentially like this is forever <laughs> type of mentality. I've been trying to teach my kids that um, nothing is forever, right? You, you, can, you can grow in, in anything. Even if you don't start out feeling you're confident and competent in math, you can get better at math, right? By working hard at it, by building good habits around it. And, and I think if people realize that, just like you said with your podcast, like when you started, well, you weren't good at it. Everyone stinks at everything when they start, right? Like <laughs> no one's good at the beginning. We all have to work. And there might be some people who are naturally a little more gifted in some areas, but that doesn't last, right? The people who get really good and become experts or professionals in certain areas normally weren't the ones that were gifted for at first. They're the ones who decided this is what I want and this is what I want to be. And I'm going to work hard at it for as long as it takes to get there. And they just have a, a, like a vision and a desire that's, that's pushing them to be persistent and persevere through the struggles because everyone finds them. The people who are gifted often find a struggle and then they kind of plateau. Um, I mean, that's, that's, that's often found in psychology. People who are very gifted in certain areas, when the first struggle they reach because they, they've always been, it's always been kind of easy the moment it gets difficult, they stop or give up. Yeah. And if it's difficult from the beginning, I think that's actually a gift. It's like, oh, like I'm going to have to work at this if I really want to do it. And it's hard to teach kids that. And I think the funny part is I, my, my kids have been going to my wife lately and being like, oh, dad's in teach mode again. Because <laughs> I'll, be like, I'll be like, guys, you got to hear what I was learning about in this book and sharing this principle with them. And they just laugh their heads off. And initially, they are going to be a little bit annoyed by it, right? Like <laughs> the young kids are just like, <laughs> All right, rolling their eyes like, here he goes again. He's telling us about. But the thing I remember is when I was a kid, I did the same thing to my dad. And I can't be more grateful now. I couldn't be more grateful now for the lessons that I learned that kind of just, even though at the moment as a teenager, as a youth, I was super annoyed. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, dad, whatever. Aim at the moon. Right? Aim at the moon and you may not reach it. And the quotes he'd write in my, <laughs> write on little sticky notes and give them to me. But now I, I have those quotes still, and I remember them. They were kind of the first catalyst to me entering the realm of personal development and personal growth and really loving that. Um, and it's all because he planted the seed earlier in my life. I, 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 the thing I really hope for, and I hope there's a lot of young people listening to this podcast, is that as silly as it seems right now or as uncool as it seems right now, what you put into your mind is what you get out. It's like, you can't get out of your mind what you haven't put in. And so if you're filling your mind with good things, even if it seems kind of cheesy or, <laughs> or like, oh, this guy's saying a lot of quotes, <laughs> right? Um, uh, or a lot of like big vision type stuff, later on down the road, those things come back to help you because yeah. you can suddenly feel, uh, oh, this is where this applies, right? And, oh, and I read this book and now these two things connect. And you start to align line what you've been hearing with your reality and and suddenly it becomes powerful for you and instead of being something that's like yeah, when i ever use this it's like this is how it works right you start to get closer and closer to the truth of the principle and who can say you know at the deepest level what that truth is but we, we're trying to do the best to get as close as we can to that and say you know these are true like the garden metaphor right what works in what nature actually in, works yeah. in life. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's like you reap what you sow. You know what I mean? It's, you yeah. put good stuff, you plant good seeds, you know, and it's impossible to not get, if you're watering and, and growing these good things, like it's going to grow. You're going to get fruits and vegetables from it. You're going <laughs> to yeah. get the fruits of your labor. So, 
Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with everything you guys just said. <laughs> I, I'm I'm really into this garden method. Like, I'm just sitting here taking that in because I think it's so smart. It's, like, so precisely. I feel like that's what, like, I I have the honor of during the week I get to watch my cousin. And I don't say that I babysit him because he's 11. But I, I get to hang out with him and I get to learn from him and he gets to learn from me. And he's, I, I love being with him. And I've been watching him since he was four. And during COVID, I stopped. And he's 11 now. So like, I've seen him grow since then. And he's a quiet guy. And there are times when he starts something new and he's like, I'm not good. And I'm like, that's fine. Like, yeah. That's how it's supposed to be. You're not supposed to just pick something up and be amazing at it. You've got to work for it. And then you get to see the progress that you're making and use what you're learning in other ways too. And even like when he gets a grade in school, even if it's a hundred, I'm always like, you did that. Like, I don't care that you got a hundred. You worked for it. You, you had to put in the effort and look at what you accomplished. And it's just like, I feel like this garden method needs to be planted in schools. <laughs> <laughs> and like the first thing that any child learns when they go to school is that. And it's like, yeah. this is your garden. Maybe everyone gets a garden when they're born. And like, you know, it's just this great idea of, okay, weeds are going to grow. Okay, you're not going to get a great grade on a test one day, or maybe you have a bad day in school. Like, okay, fuck that weed. Put something else there and continue. It was an an identity you do not want to foster. You don't you don't wanna you don't wanna water that weed of negative identity. Yeah. <laughs> and let yeah. it go too big, right? Yeah. True. And I mean, even at thirty years old, like I'm thinking about, okay, well let me pluck this weed that I've been trying to get rid of and what can I put there in turn that's gonna help mm-hmm. me move further in life. Wow, mind is blown. Yeah, go ahead, sorry. <laughs> uh, even if you're talking with your, your, your nephew, you know, it's like you're encouraging what I would call like the perfect identity, which is I want to instill in my, my children that steadiness and toil will serve you better than brilliance. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like even saying like, oh, you're so smart. Well, the moment they they don't get a, you know, a, a hundred on that test, their, if, you, if you're saying things like that, their identity goes like, oh, I'm not smart, right. right? No, you work hard, right? And that's something they can control. They can't always control the outcome of the test or the sporting event or all, all sorts of things in life. They can, so you want to, it's like the, you were encouraging the identity of like, you work hard. Like this was your efforts that resulted in this, right? Like mm. that, is, that is the identity you want him to have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, this this was amazing. <laughs> I, I'm well, not going to lie. This was my first interview with two other people. And I was a little nervous because I was like, oh, my God. Also, we're talking about such an important subject. But this was amazing. <laughs> Definitely love you guys. <laughs> this no. was, I mean, so cool. And I'm sure we have a lot of other topics that we could have touched on. Too. <laughs> For sure. Well, and I think not to like... And, uh, go on too long here, but I think uh, the reason we talk about identity so much is because habits really only stick and become a like a, a real power when they're tied to something you really want or who you want to become. And like that's why I think a lot of the habit books they they do us a little bit of a disservice because they're giving us all the tactics, but they're missing the the power of where those tactics come into play because. Without the identity you're trying to create, the habit means nothing and it won't stick, right? It's like, you, yeah, anybody can try to like, okay, I'm going to floss my teeth every night. But if it's not tied to who you're becoming and who like, it doesn't have a lot of staying power. So I would say to that, like we have the tools and the tactics, but we love to start with the vision of who it is you want to be because that's what's going to give your habits power is creating a new identity for yourself and saying, no, these habits are helping me become just like you were saying about your 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 nephew, not your nephew, your cousin, right? Is uh, it's helping him become 
a better him? What, what's the best version of myself? Who, who do I want to be right now? And that'll transform over time. That's the beauty of identity is that it can change over time. And it does, right? I'm not the same person I was 10 years ago. Not even close. I, I never imagined myself being a podcaster. And here I am. <laughs> so it's like, uh, anyway, it's very, it, I think it's, it's giving yourself that flexibility and that empowerment. I, I was going to say one, one thing related to that is that your, your identity as it relates to your, okay, this is how some people can take an action for years sometimes. You know, it's like we think repetition creates the habit, but actually has to be connected to your emotions and to your identity. Like you can, a habit can stick relatively quickly if it's all of a sudden like this is who I am, like this is what I do, right? That's why people can. Okay, one example I like to use is like dieting. Like even the way we talk about it is like this is something I'm doing that's against who I am, like my nature and what I want. <laughs> and we wonder why it doesn't stick, right? It's cuz it's like <laughs> you can you can diet, do something that's against what you want and who you are for months, years and it's not really going to work until it's like no, my new identity is someone who eats healthy and exercises regularly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because we, we do, we have a certain amount of willpower. We can force things in for a time, like 30, 90 days. Sometimes people do it for a while, right? They're really, they've got a ton of like empowerment there and they feel like, hey, this is going it, to, it's hard and no matter what, like, but if they're hating it the whole time, and if it's really not tied to what they want to be, because cause challenging things, we're eventually going to give up on them if it's not part of something bigger, right? <laughs> Some desire that's moving us over those hurdles. Because there's going to be obstacles, there's going to be challenges, right? There's going to be weeds, rocks, all those things. And until we have it tied to something that means more to us than the struggle, um, like I like that really good example, Sheldon, actually, is is not, is feeling like the whole time you're just like, this isn't who I am, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Oh, forget it. And you're just forcing yeah. yourself and you're not enjoying it and it's not going to last. Exactly. Right. Yeah. That's the reason why we, why so many people, why they say 92% of people don't fulfill their New Year's resolutions. And, right. and it's, I don't think it's a them problem, right? There's a, there's a habit, habit expert called named BJ Fogg. I don't know if you've read of his book, but it's called Tiny Habits. It's really good. Um, but he talks about that where he's like, it's not a you problem. It's a system problem, right? It's like, you probably have the wrong goal or you haven't defined the goal well enough to understand why it's valuable to you. Like, okay, I want to lose 10 pounds. Why? Right? Like, what, right. what is that getting you? What's the, what's the final cause you're aiming towards that will push you past the 30 days or the first time you miss going to the gym or the first time you eat a cookie when you said you wouldn't, right? Like, all those things. And maybe these are, like, with the audience that you're, maybe we need some different examples for the audience that you're, you're catering to, right? 18 to 25, whatever. Um, but that group, right, that younger group, 30 and under, it can go with anything. It's like the new job you're you're in, right? Do you just despise every part of it? Like, all right, maybe it's time to look for something else, right? Yeah. Like so, so many things. And then that's easier said than done. We know that, right? This is, and I think a lot of times we think that there's just this perfect formula that fits everybody, but we often talk about the modified version. It's like, take the take the strategies and the tools and the formulas we're sharing and modify them to your life and say, what can I do right now? Maybe my garden is so full right now that it's, it's hard to even imagine planting another seed. Okay, well, then, then do what you can to clear some of that out, right? Like close some of those loops so there is some room to plant a new seed. And, and just start with one. Well, what can I do for five minutes a day? Like where can I squeeze in five? Maybe that's all you've got right now, or at least that you can imagine. Because I've got, I mean, Reality is you probably have more than that, but let's just take for the moment that in your mind, you can only imagine five minutes of time, <laughs> then pick something for five minutes that's going to move you in that new direction and build, and like you said, with your nephew, right? It's like, as you grow into something new, even though it's challenging at first, you start to build confidence. And that's where confidence comes from is proving to yourself that you can do what you said you want to do. Like, this is what I say I want to do. And this is what I actually do. And that's the reason why so many of us live in like this lack of peace or not even peace, but like imbalance. It, yeah, imbalance is a lack of self integrity, right? But when we say something, it's like, hey, I'm going to write a sentence a day of my book. A sentence is small. Let's start small. And that and then you actually do it, 
you've suddenly connected the two, like what I do with what I say I want to do. And that is self-integrity. And it builds so much empowerment and confidence in yourself to change your life. Because the small things are what really create the big ripples and reactions and results in your life. Anyway, yeah. I, too long. <laughs> no, no, but uh, I, I like that. I mean, for me also, like my brother got me journals as gifts for like too many years. And I never wrote in any of them or like you could, I would look in the first two pages would be filled and that would be it. And I'm thinking about how therapeutic it is to journal, but it's very daunting and it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's time consuming. And so reframing that mindset of saying, okay, as you said, maybe the idea of journaling is too much. So maybe mm -hmm. taking a minute a day, open the journal for one minute write down something one even if sentence. it's right one sentence close the book that's it and then eventually maybe it becomes two sentences or three and then you know but creating these small small things and building on them mm -hmm. so it's not as daunting and a little bit easier to manage i, exactly I have one right. practical and we, we so if you want you can find whole episodes about this something we call upper and lower limits mm -hmm. um this might help your audience, you with any goal, is whatever your goal is, pick an upper and a lower limit, right? And the lower limit needs to be low enough that, you know, rain or shine, motivation or not, like you can do it. So you can you can check it off as a win, right? So talking about journaling, I'm in the same boat, meaning like I know how good it is for me. And when I've done it, it's been so good, but I've struggled. So, you know, my, my lower limit is like two sentences, right? There's, it can take like 20 seconds, seconds, 20 seconds to write two <laughs> sentences, right? So, and the upper limit makes it so you're done. Because a lot of us have these goals and it doesn't matter how much time and effort we spend on it, it's never enough, right? Because we haven't arrived in our, you know, our destination yet. So it's like, and we get burnt out. So yeah. the upper and lower limit is like, so that you can, no matter how small it is, you can check it off as a win. Right? I did it. I did it today. And the consistency and the motivation can build and build. And the upper limit makes it so it's like you can say it's done. You can be like, nope, I've hit my upper limit. I, I'm not going to get burned out. That's a lot of authors and a lot of people, that's kind of been the key. It's like, all right, try and, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to spend eight hours today. You know what I mean? But it's like, no, I, my upper limit's an hour. And like, even though I have more ideas, more things to do, I'm going to call it quits. And it keeps you from burning out. And it makes it so you can feel like I've, I've done enough. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I've, I've made it. <laughs> so yeah, we can go into I, a lot more about that, but that helps a lot of people, this upper and lower limit. So you can keep the momentum going. And then when you inevitably miss a day, it's easy to jump back on and be like, all right, just two sentences. Right. Yeah, I love that. I'm going to put that in the show notes. And I, this was incredible. Thank you guys for reaching out. I am curious. I've In the past month and a half, I've gotten more people reaching out to me to be on the podcast. And I'm curious what, what made you guys want to reach out? Great question. So <laughs> we, so that's been a big, um, that's been a big focus as far as in going to 2023. We really want to, we've kind of finally accepted ourselves as podcasters, right? It's like, okay, we, we're podcasters. We have, a, we have a message to share. We think it's going to be valuable for people and help people live their best life. That's really our goal is help, you know, give people tools that can live their best life. And uh, we, part, as part of that, we're just doing our best to get on as many shows that kind of fit with the messaging we want to share, right? Or, or they have something similar, right? It's not necessarily the exact message, but in, in a realm where we can start sharing the message in more areas. And hopefully that tie, you know, whether it ties back to our podcast isn't really, doesn't really matter, right? It, the most important thing is that the message is getting out there and we're sharing it on more, as many platforms as possible. Like we're now doing YouTube. We've, somebody's posting on TikTok for us. I, I refuse to use TikTok, but it's, it's <laughs> somebody's posting on TikTok for us and uh, just getting it out there. And so we feel like, Hey, our audience is not necessarily big and we'd love to share it with as many audiences as possible and hopefully give someone some nuggets that they can use as well. So this, you know, in a day, in a couple of episodes, you probably forgot that we talked about the garden metaphor and it'll be yours, right? It's like, great. 
<laughs> and he's like, message, I don't remember right? where I heard this from, but the garden metaphor. And she starts like, that's it's, great. It's ingrained <laughs> here. Don't worry. I know. <laughs> Not leaving here. <laughs> that's what I mean. You know, soon you'll be sharing it as your own. And we love that. So, um, yeah, that's really what, what it comes down to is we're just doing our best to to not only shoot our own episodes, but then have be, get on as many episodes as possible and get get in front of other audiences. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Sheldon, you look I was like you say, want. Well, just to, and you're, you know, sprouting minds, right? It's like you have a message like you talked about to, uh, you know, there's life is so complex and there's so many aspects and, and you know, it's like you, you, think of how much you've grown and no one's learned more from your podcast than you right and it's very similar to why we started right i can't believe how many wonderful guests we've had and things we've learned and like no one's gained more out of it than we have right and we just you you know you see your message of trying to share stories and share good messages and so it's like it seemed like a good fit (laughs) yeah i and before we go i will say for those that are listening, like in, in terms of the garden method on my desk where my computer usually is and where I sit every day to work, I have a whiteboard. And when I started the podcast, I had a friend who was doing it with me and she scribbled down a tree. And then after a few episodes, she, she was still teaching. So it was just like too much for her to do both. And so she stepped back, but I still have the tree and I write everyone who has been on the show and everyone that I want to have on the show. And I'm thinking about having, like, if you work and you have a whiteboard or a piece of paper or anything, and you just draw a box, and that's your garden, and you start drawing, like, all the things that you want and all the identities that you have, and then you get to visually see what you have in life. And -hmm. because every day I get to look at this board and I say, oh, my gosh, look at what I've accomplished and what I've done to get there. And I think that sometimes you need to visually see what, what's in front of you, because as you said, like the world is so complex and we get lost in our mind, but if it's there and you get to see it, it Mm -hmm. helps change the mindset too. So that was absolutely my last little tidbit. (laughs) I like, I love it. I love it. Well, Well, we're we're going to steal that. that. The first three or four times we'll, we'll, we'll give you attribution, but after we talk about it and think about it too much, we'll just think it's ours. So <laughs> That's fine. Cause I'm going to steal the garden methods. <laughs> yeah. Do that. Do it. We love it. This is all, these are all ideas out there floating around. But uh, as part of that though, I think visually not to like self promote here, but we do have on our website, habitmasters.com, uh, a free download, which is the habit tracker. But it's a very good visual. You can download it. It's easy PDF. It tells you like the six tools that we teach in our course are on there. And it kind of gives you a little hint of what those are because they're not really a secret. You can go listen to our podcast and we share about all of them. So <laughs> if, you're, if you're not up for the course, right, we get it. But just go onto our podcast, our, our website, habitmasters.com. You can download the, tra- the habit tracker and it gives you some tools in there. It's like a double-sided PDF. Um, Anyway, I, I, we've been using it for years now and we, we love it because it helps visually see like, okay, what kind of progress am I making? Am I accomplishing this goal? And it kind of narrows it down to that one, one simple task idea uh, if that's where you want to get started. So I'm going to start there. I'm going to go get that. <laughs> yeah, check it <laughs> and, out. Give us feedback. Let us know how you, what you think. <laughs> and it's the Habit Masters on Instagram, on TikTok, on YouTube. I'll put all of it in the show notes and the website. Yeah. I... Thank you guys so much for reaching out. This was incredible. I'm so grateful that you guys wanted to come here. And uh, maybe, who knows, we'll have another conversation down the road. We would love it. We would love to. And you guys have (laughs) a a book in the works. In the works. In the works, yeah. We can't claim authors yet, but (laughs) (laughs) aspiring. It is an identity we are working (laughs) towards. That's all we can ask for, right? (laughs) That seed's planted in our garden. We're committed, but. Perfect. Don't forget to water it. You know, exactly. do what you got to do. <laughs> yep. Awesome. Well, Jeff and Sheldon, thank you so much. I hope you guys have an amazing day. And mm-hmm. if I'm ever in Utah, I'll look you guys up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Andy, it's great to meet you. Thanks for the time. Appreciate thank it. Thank you. All right. Bye, guys. Yeah. See ya. All right. If you're still with me, you've made it to the end of the episode with Jeff and Sheldon. 
And I just wanted to let you know that this conversation was recorded the first week of January, and we are now airing at the very end of February. And I actually did start using your habit tracker to try to implement journaling into my life because I do find it to be very therapeutic. And so there have been a few off days, I'm not going to lie to you, but it's been about a month and a half that I've been journaling relatively consistently. For me, my goal was one sentence at least four times a week. And so I've been able to hit that goal. Even when I recently went to Colorado, I did it. So I'm really excited for me. Um, so all that being said, the tracker is in the show notes. And if you choose to try it, please let us know how it goes. And if you have trouble, reach out to Jeff and Sheldon because they are incredible. Anyway, have an amazing day, night, afternoon, wherever it is, whatever it is where you are. Bye. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details.